I'd become at some point like a voracious reader. I was just starving for it. I had grown up really, really kind of far in between two towns, uh, way out in an unincorporated area between Grass Valley and Colfax, California. If you're familiar with the Sierra foothills at all, that's basically the middle of nowhere. Most of my time as a kid, I, I spent, you know, with my face buried in a book or my hand attached to a sketch pad. Basically, being more of an introvert than an extrovert. And the next thing that happened to me really was that while at my school, which was uh, 10 miles away from where I lived, uh, off of this very, very scenic, beautiful, but also, you know, empty highway that was just pine trees, curbs, and pine needles. Uh, my, my school was at the end of that. I, I met this other kid named Freeman White. And Freeman was, I, I think, uh, kind of like me, a little bit of an outcast, um, mostly because his mom also... Uh, was a uh, single mom like mine, but additionally that she was a school teacher and that made him a bit of an outcast. One of the great things about our friendship was is that Freeman actually introduced me to a really entertaining thing called Dungeons and Dragons. The real thing about Dungeons and Dragons for me, though, as a kid, was that I had this whole totally crazy ADD analytical brain that was like a million miles an hour that was constantly processing, that was like super, super high energy, just explosive, just unstoppable. And all I could do with it was basically like process what was crazy about my life and kind of wishing that it was different. And I suddenly had this gateway into a world where things were heroic and could be different. And so, uh, instantly my whole forward-thinking analytical world became rolling up characters and just becoming fucking obsessed with role-playing games. And that obsession, I think, lasted all the way from when I was 11 years old until I was about, uh, probably 20 wow, when I got my first rock band, but man, I just remember opening up those books for Dungeons and Dragons and smelling the pages and just seeing the drawings and, and just feeling like I had finally found something that spoke to me on a level that nothing else had.
the real difficult portion actually ended up being trying to figure out other kids that I could play Dungeons and Dragons with because in the community that I grew up in, it was sort of really, really hard left, hippy dippy parents and really, really hard right sort of conservative Christian parents. And on both of those spectrums of that polemic divide, um, neither of them really wanted their kids kind of like diddling around with weird uh, books of adventure the people on the left mostly because they didn't want to like buy into some sort of commercialism where they were purchasing a product for their kids that their kids are playing with and for the folks on the right you know because they had this view of dungeons and dragons as being satanic or at least like an interruption to religious thought but then i got introduced to A kid named Chris Bogdanoff and his friend Aaron and his friend Micah and Aaron's brother Evan and uh, you know suddenly I had this group uh, oh yeah and this other kid Mike Tate anyway I had this group suddenly um, of people that could get together at each other's houses on the weekends roll dice and let the adventures continue. And oh God, I was in deep at that point. I mean, I'm talking, it was game on. The next thing I knew, I was introduced to so many different types of role-playing games. It started out with just basic second edition Dungeons and Dragons, but once I got into that larger group with the Christensen brothers and Micah and Mike and Chris Bogdanoff, like, suddenly we were delving into different sets of games, like GURPS, which is generic universal role-playing system, uh, Palladium games, which included, like, Heroes Unlimited and Villains Unlimited, and uh, all the Rifts books, and then that sort of ended up getting us into, they, they also were into these uh, World of Bar Darkness books, and, and those books were super great, and that was like Vampire, Werewolf, um, Changeling, and that stuff sustained us all the way until we were in high school, we were just, just in that deep, which ended up opening up the gates to, uh, you know, uh, live action role playing. Or LARPing, if you will. You're probably wondering right now, did he just say LARPing? Did they just get into LARPing? And the answer is, yeah, we got into live-action role-playing. And that actually sounds much, much, <laughs> much geekier than it than it is. I, I mean, okay, so it's super geeky. I mean, it's it's real. It is like the creme de la creme of like nerdy shit. But also, I have to say that it's pretty. It's legitimately pretty fun. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> No, but the, the, the truth is, is that, that LARPing is actually, like, a really good time. Um, 
The rules can be a little silly, and if you're not familiar with it, basically it's it's you take all the dice away. So there's no table, there's no dice. You carry a copy of your character sheet with you, but basically you dress up and act like your character. There's some ground rules of like you know you don't you don't touch or wrestle or do any physical actions that would like uh, harm anybody else. You don't do anything that like would do anything to anybody else that would you know harm them or cause them any damage and you're out there basically doing like a almost improvisational acting game with other people with a rule set and so to solve conflicts and stuff you have people walking around being sort of like the game master or dungeon master uh, following the players and you resolve um, challenges or the things that you would normally use dice for by doing Rochambeau or or uh, rock paper scissors and I mean it seems sort of absurdist but you just have to picture it and by it by the thing I'm trying to get you to picture is you have to picture a small post-mining mountain town in the 1990s and you have to picture a bunch of teenagers and by a bunch I don't mean five or ten I'm in a group of about 25 dedicated teenage players decked out in their gothiest geekiest where possible uh, standing around in their fishnet goth clothes chain-smoking clothes and pretending to be vampires <laughs> And the occasional werewolf. And that's what was so fantastic about LARPing. Is this was like an environment where a bunch of teenagers could get together and pretty much basically be safe, be using their imaginations. And it was for the majority of it like drug free. Um I mean there was a little bit of what I would say like sexy time hijinks, but we were teenagers. That's what teenagers fucking do. Um, but it was all, I would say all of the sexy time hijinks were, uh, for in character motives, of course. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think that for anybody that's not familiar with live action role playing or any of that stuff, picturing that particular scene, at least will give you some sort of clue as to like why it was fun for that group of people at that time. I mean, this is pre pre big internet, you know, there was no cell phones. There were no, uh, YouTube videos. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. There was no way to like connect with some sort of outward media. And basically if you weren't going out to the movies or going to a play or, uh, watching television or reading book or doing homework, you had to be like doing something. And this was a creative something that was not involved with sports and was outside of sort of the normal structure of stuff. And it wasn't getting drunk and it wasn't getting high, which, you know, despite some people maybe looking at this as being like some sort of potentially satanic uh, thing that, that some folks on sort of the polemic right might've viewed it as, or maybe some sort of like um, uh, 
commercial thing as some people on the polemic left might have viewed it as. Uh, for the core of us, it was the ability to like pretend to be somebody else and have fun. Um, yeah. You're probably wondering now, like, okay, okay, that stuff's fun, that's great. But, like, if you were playing this game, and, like, what you were doing was dressing up as a character and pretending to be a vampire and going out there and doing this every Friday night for, for fun, you know, who is your character? And, uh... In my case, I, I played a character named Sean Landry, and he was a Irish vampire. So I had a really good time just talking to people like this the whole time, just saying hi to everybody. It was a great time. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, you're probably also wondering, like, hey, if LARPing was so great, why didn't you keep LARPing? And the answer to that is actually pretty nuanced, but uh, ultimately, like, shortly after this period, I ended up getting into, like, a rock and roll band, and that became the primary focus of my life. But also at the same time, um, there was a expansion of the internet that, you know, uh, began with, like, Friendster and then MySpace, and the people that I think would have maybe continued this tradition of this, this almost oral storytelling game, um, I think eventually got taken into that particular uh, media sphere and most of the LARPing groups that I knew about uh, and there was a sizable one in Sacramento as well which was about an hour away from where I lived kind of by the uh, mid-2000s were completely evaporated 